0: Okay, all those in favour of resuming on the left side the funny football show in a safe and responsible manner, please say aye. 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 Motion carries <coughs> <coughs> just a tickly cough. Great ball and Borussia strike first. And of course, of course, it had to be Erling Holland. Hello, I'm Jim, and over the next few minutes, I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about the last few days in football without actually talking about any of the football that happened. Mainly because, well, There not any football happening right now and also because there's so much more interesting stuff to talk about. Well, I say there isn't actually any football happening right now, but for the first time in absolutely ages, there was, even if it did have a funny accent. The German top two divisions resumed action this weekend with behind-closed-doors games known in Germany as Geisterspiele, which might sound like a delicious German delicacy served with sauerkraut, but is in fact a translation of ghost games, a term that pretty much summed up the weird, eerie atmosphere inside the country's stadiums at the weekend. atmosphere that prompted many pretty predictable and boring comparisons to the match day experience at Manchester City. <sighs> Come on guys. We can do better than that. Never gets that rowdy at Manchester City. Hey. Eh? <whistles> What we did see was a few of the precautions that will probably be on display when football eventually returns in this country as well. Socially distanced celebrations, no pre-match handshakes and, rather bizarrely, substitutes sitting two metres apart from each other wearing face masks on the bench. I mean... It's not likely they're going to be jostling in close quarters with 21 other heavily breathing men any time soon, is it? I'm sure that's going to do a lot of good. What I hadn't appreciated with the introduction of face masks, however, was that the subs now don't need to do that annoying thing where they cover their mouths and whisper to teammates anymore. The masks just hide their mouths completely. This coronavirus thing could spell the end for all those tabloid newspaper lip readers out there. The unseen victims of COVID-19. Now, despite every 20-something lad, 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 I came into contact with over the last week, suddenly now being an expert on German football and a die-hard Hertha Berlin ultra because they did something on Instagram that randomly assigned them a team and they once thought about going to Berlin on a stag do but ended up in Benidorm, the TV viewing figures over on BT Sport were disappointing, with more people choosing to watch Midsummer Murders than Borussia Dortmund vs Schalke. I'd suggest some of those who chose to follow events in Causton rather than Dortmund may have done so when they realised that Steve McManaman would be on co-commentary duties. A decision that would have soon been 100% validated when the former Liverpool man claimed that... Dortmund are in decent form. No Steve, no. No one's in decent form. There hasn't been any bloody football for 61 days. If those Midsummer Murder viewers had flipped onto the football at some point, however, they might have caught a brilliant piece of post match interview from the hottest prospect in European football right now, Erling Braut Haaland, who scored yet another goal in the match and proved he's great at football, not so good at talking. After the final whistle, you and the whole teammates, you were going to the South Stand, the famous yellow wall, which was empty today, of course. Uh, why did you do that? Uh, why not? Is it the kind of message you want to send out? Yes. Thanks a lot. It was a pleasure to talk to you. It's petulant and it's stroppy. I know he's only a teenager, but does he really need to act like he's been caught down the park by the police with two litres of cheap cider? Uh. Excuse me. Back home, football in the Premier League is inching a little bit closer, with top flight teams returning to training this week, something that will no doubt be a welcome change of scenery for Delhi Ali after the England and Spurs midfielder was held at knife points in his own home during an armed robbery. Ali thankfully escaped without serious injury, as did the people he was self-isolating with. His girlfriend, Ruby May, his brother, Harry Hickford, his brother's girlfriend and his long-term friend, Hang on, is that really social distancing when you're hanging out with that many people during lockdown? Ali's got more friends on lockdown than I've got on Facebook. Anyway, thankfully Ali is okay, and Spurs and his teammates have all offered their support with Harry Kane giving an insight into Delhi's emotional state after the attack on Good Morning Britain. I texted him the day after it happened just to see how he was and he was a bit in shock and a bit angry about the situation. So, yeah, I think I think he's a little bit shaken up, but he's getting on with it. What? He's shocked and angry after an attack on himself, his friends and his family. It's hardly a revelation, is it? It would have been much more interesting if he'd said... Yeah, Delhi's really happy with the attack and has been expecting it for a while now. In other Harry Kane news, the England striker has signed up as the shirt sponsor of Leighton Orient, a club where he spent most of his formative football years. Disappointingly, this doesn't mean we're going to see Harry Kane's face on the front of Norian's first eleven shirt next season. <coughs> Rather, he's offering the shirt space he's purchased to good causes, which is both great and disappointing in equal measures. I have to say, though, I didn't even know this was an option. I didn't know players could sponsor other teams' shirts. Surely, if anyone can afford to buy up the shirt sponsorship for football teams now, It is footballers, and I'm hoping this is the start of things to come. I'm really looking forward to Mr. West Ham, Mark Noble, taking the sponsorship of arch-rivals Millwall for next season and instead of one of those good cause messages, maybe opting for something really offensive on the front of the shirts, like, I don't know, a Conservative Party slogan? Enough. Let's get this done. Actually, probably going a little bit too far. As for the prospect of football actually returning at some point, well, it does look like it's on the cards, with the UK government suggesting that a bit of soccer, being back on the telly, could help the nation's morale, which I'm not sure I 100% agree with. I'm a West Ham fan, and I can't remember the last time that watching football actually raised my morale. But whatever. The weird thing is that Boris Johnson must be so obsessed with the idea that football should return at some point that he's even talking like a football manager and encouraging the country to stay alert. We must stay alert. It's almost as if he's trying to convince the UK not to concede a sloppy 43rd minute corner rather than defend an invisible and deadly virus. So if Boris is going to talk like a football manager, then actually it makes Colin Murray's idea that he offered on BBC Five Live when discussing lockdown measures seem not quite so ridiculous. We started this lockdown and we were not in a great place, right? We, You know, this was, it was unprecedented. It feels to me like we're at half time and and, and the, the team talk is, we're getting on top of this. We're edging this. We're not, we're not winning by much, but we're starting to see signs that we're getting on top of it. No step-overs. No Cruyff turns, no Maisie dribbles down blind alleys. Keep it simple, stick to the plan, 100% work ethic, head down, be humble, we'll get there. That puts it into very nice lingo, actually. Instant soccer speak for coronavirus. That's how you (laughs) do it. I like that. Let's get Harry Redknapp to start doing the briefings. And just put everything into a football analogy. There you go. Might be easier to get through them. Yep, Harry would certainly put things in simple to understand easy-to-consume turns. You know, we've been trying all day, but just couldn't make it happen. But then he'd also probably bring in Nico Cranchar for some flair in the home office, Crouchy as the target man in the position of health secretary, and he'd have Rosie the dog employed as Chancellor of the Exchequer. Still, couldn't be much worse than the current lot, could he? So football might not be back on the menu yet, but it's not a million miles away. And that will come as some relief to football writers who have spent the last few weeks trying to fill the pages of their papers and fill their tempting clickable headlines with just pure gossip and speculation. Rumours like Manchester United's potential interest in Dutch defender Donny van der Beek, who I thought was the dreamy guy in Dawson's Creek. Let's hope his move to football goes better than his last project, CSI Cyber. What? Hang on. CS... Donnie... What? No. No, don't get it. Dawson's Creek. Google it. I'm aware of Dawson's Creek. Well, the, the lead guy who everyone fancied was called Van der Beek. Right. So that's the gag. Okay. So in order for people to understand that joke, they need to be aware of Dawson's Creek yeah and know the name of the actor who played the lead character in Dawson's Creek I think most people would know and have knowledge of projects that he worked on post Dawson's Creek and how they did in terms of audience figures well yes but I mean it's the kind of do they need his mother's maiden name too maybe two utility bills in his name dick yep the sooner that football is back the better it's going to be for everyone Right, that's it for On The Left Side. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are a regular, thank you very much for coming back again. Make sure you hit subscribe. Make your life easy. It means you'll get the new episodes as soon as they're ready rather than you having to look for them. If you are a new listener then welcome 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 please also hit subscribe so you can get the future episodes find us on twitter at on the left side and you might as well leave us a review if you like what you hear as well get on itunes or acast or Castbox or wherever it is you listen to podcasts and wherever it is you can leave feedback tell us what you think of the podcast thanks for listening i will see you next time bye on the left side was written by ant mcginley and jim salverson with additional voices by Kieran Sword. Thanks a lot. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much. Hello, my name's Ant. I'm the producer of On The Left Side, and I've launched my own show about Korean football. It's called The K-League Show, and kind of does what it says on the tin. And don't worry if you don't know anything about Korean football, because neither do i well not yet the plan is with each episode as we go along uh, we'll figure it out and in the first episode we help you figure out how to choose your team so if you're scaring the internet looking for some football to watch and don't like the germans i want something a little more exotic come join myself arwin and a completely different gym for the k-league show